0: what's going on guys welcome to another episode of the simple man's guide to the good life um today's episode i'm really really excited for i uh i just finished a book that it's one of those books if um you know if you're into books in the self-help or psychology or like evolutionary psychology any any of these kind of books You maybe have read one or two or maybe a couple that have like really, really stuck with you. You read something that's really maybe transformational, something that, you know, really, you you start implementing like aspects of it like right away. Um, well, I just finished one of those books and it's a newer book. It's called Spellbound and it's by Daniel Z. Lieberman. Uh, he co-author, co-authored uh, The Molecule of More, which is a... A whole book on dopamine and um, its interaction with the brain and humans and all that. But uh, this book, Spellbound, is about modern science, ancient magic, and the hidden potential of the unconscious mind. Really cool book that takes a look at the scientific principles of kind of our unconscious mind from a psychiatric, um, psychological perspective, but then also trying to give language to how we can understand our unconscious. Um, because it's, it's challenging. It's challenging to understand our unconscious. We go around every day in our conscious mind, our ego, interacting with our world. And when our unconscious tries to communicate with us, we feel that in many different ways. A lot of ways we feel that as like our gut instinct, intuition, uh, sometimes we feel like the stars are aligning. Like we use kind of magical language. And it's a really, really cool book. To talk about, one, like what's going on when the unconscious is trying to communicate with us. And then on the other end, trying to give a language to understand it. And that language kind of is magic, um, at least magical language. But there was really one aspect of this book that really stuck out to me. um, And just the kind of personal journey I've been on trying to live a thriving life, trying to become a more fulfilled, thriving human um, they talk about transcendence in this book, living as a transcended human. Um, and again, you can think of that as somebody that has come full circle. They are complete. They have married kind of their conscious mind and their unconscious mind um, to be, you know, kind of fully developed and, and, and transcended. Uh, most people go around. Um, only working with their conscious mind and their ego and and very rarely working with their unconscious or if they do work with their unconscious again it's very sporadically kind of it comes and it goes and when it it works out again we we act on those gut instincts 99 percent of the time works out and we go man i wish i could do that more often Well, this book kind of explains how you can start to do that and how you can build a better relationship with the unconscious. But we're going to be talking about the part that really stuck out to me. Now, most of this book from a scientific perspective and like a therapeutic perspective, a psychological perspective, is talking about the work of Carl Jung. Um, So for those of you that don't know, Carl Jung, um, Swiss psychiatrist kind of one of the, um, I guess, foremost students of Sigmund Freud. Um, And so I kind of studied under Sigmund Freud um, and then took what Freud was working on and kind of took it it to another level, right? He is the father of kind of the idea of the collective consciousness theory, which is essentially all humans um, are interacting with the world based off of You know, the conscious interactions based off of their ancestors and then based off of all the interactions we're having. And there's like this collective consciousness that we all work within. He also, though, is the father of the idea of the shadow self, which is what we're going to be talking about today. There's a whole big section in this book about the shadow self. And this is something that really stuck out to me. Really made me sit and think and ponder, and it was really, really cool. Um, a couple things here when we're talking about, like psychology and this kind of stuff, they' always people always get into camps, Oh, well, I adhere to Carl Jung. I adhere to you know, Freud. I adhere to whoever type of thing. Understand that there's no right or wrong here. There are just certain things that maybe speak to you and the way you see the world, and the way that maybe you're on your growth journey. And for me, this just really stuck out to me. So, the shadow. What is the shadow? We can think of the shadow self as the aspect of our unconscious mind, right? It's, it's something that is is inside of us that we can't really control. That is all of the repressed... Kind of urges or thoughts uh, that that we have, right? It's it's all of these judgments and um, things that we, our conscious mind, our ego labels as, as bad, right? Um, I, you know, shadow self might be the the part of us that we repress when, um, say, we're we're drinking alcohol or something, and uh or we want more and we repress that urge we repress that feeling right um or uh you know we don't do drugs we don't smoke marijuana we don't do any of that kind of stuff uh, because again we label it as bad and so we don't we don't do any of that and we repress that feeling we repress that urge maybe we want to but we repress it um but it doesn't even have to be stuff like that right like that maybe, a lot of people would deem as, as bad. It, it could be something as much as, oh gosh, I don't know. I'll use myself as an example. Again, I, I think I mentioned this in an, another podcast. For a while, you know, I wouldn't allow myself to quote unquote have fun. I would repress the urge or the feeling to look silly, to maybe get out on a dance floor. Even though I would want to, there would be this urge just bubbling up to go do it, my ego my conscious mind would repress that feeling well that repressed wanting to look silly wanting to not care what other people think about me to dance could be labeled as my shadow self right um so a a couple more definitions here in the book i'm going to read a couple passages from the the book right um here's a line that really stuck out to me uh, talking about the shadow, good people and bad people often have the same impulses. The difference is some people choose to act on those impulses while others oppose them. Okay. So again, when we're talking about the shadow self when we're talking about ideas of good and bad, what we start to understand is that this like, there are no really like good or bad people. Right, what what there are, are humans, and inside of us, it is normal to have, quote unquote, good and bad thoughts. Right, it's normal, and we shouldn't judge ourselves when a quote unquote bad thought pops up. It makes you human. You are not in control of the thoughts that pop into your head. Now, what you are in control of is if you act on those thoughts, if you act on those impulses. In quite a bit of time, people have bad thoughts, but again, they don't act on them. If you think about yourself, how many times have you had bad thoughts, quote unquote, that you judge as bad, but you don't act on them? Well, we can't know that you had those bad thoughts. You didn't act on them. You're not a bad person, right? What we do is we repress. And so here's another line from the book. Repression is the process by which unacceptable thoughts are forced out of consciousness. This is called repression, right? We repress these thoughts. We label them as bad. But the problem with this is, as studies have shown repression instead of acceptance causes these thoughts to bubble up more and more and more and wanting uh, and make us want to act on them more right also they've done studies people who continually <clears throat> repress certain feelings repress all of these things and again it's not to say they don't they act on them but it's like the moment the thought pops up they they label it they judge themselves for having the thought they push the thought down, right? they don't sit with it, they don't ask where it's coming from, actually leads to worse health outcomes. These people typically report having higher blood pressure, Um, earlier death occurs, all-cause mortality is higher in people that report higher levels of self-judgment and repression. So again, what you're doing here is you're kind of self-mutilating in a way. You're not accepting your full self when you repress, And when you judge for having thoughts that you're not even in control of, okay? This is part of you. You have to accept it, right? This is the shadow self. A lot of times, these thoughts that are bubbling from the unconscious come from a deeper place. And there's a a line in here. Um, A lot of times, they can come from old memories we think we have forgotten. It's the personal unconscious. These memories of childhood, of trauma, of trauma, can burst into conscien- consciousness when we least expect it, right? So it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from you know, our childhood, from what our parents told us was good and bad, from what society has told us is good, as, good and bad. And these thoughts bubble to the surface and we are not in control of them. And when we can accept we're not in control of them, but they are a part of us, we can start to love ourselves more. and We can start to understand ourselves at a deeper level and start to transcend just this common human experience we are having, okay? So another line from the book is, uh, let me get to it here. You know, the shadow self can give us energy, right? It can give us some life. Think about a time when maybe you had an impulse and you did it. How did you feel after? Probably felt pretty exhilarating, right? Because you felt like maybe you were breaking the rules. Maybe you were doing something you weren't supposed to, right? And it's kind of fun. It's kind of exhilarating, right? And so breaking the rules is from the book. Breaking the rules can cause anxiety, but it often is exhilarating, right? And so the question becomes is, how much is too much, right? When is there a right time to kind of quote unquote break the rules or act on these maybe impulses, right? And talk about in the book here. If uh, this, this is kind of the the line and the part that really stuck out to me. So this is again from the book. If you are too afraid of the demons inside of you, you may never be able to claim your birthright of inner strength. There's disagreement over whether humans are fundamentally good, though imperfect, or fundamentally evil, though capable of good acts. Perhaps the best answer is we are neither. We can choose whether we will be primarily good or bad. But if we choose goodness, as most people do, it would be a mistake to blind ourselves to the evil inside. If we deny its existence we become powerless against it. Accepting that some of that darkness can help make us strong so that we can overcome the parts that cannot be accepted under any circumstances. We make Darth Vader an ally so the emperor can be destroyed. If you don't know Star Wars, you won't get that, but it's part of the book. Continues, the shadow self may be frightening, but it's also understandable. It speaks the same language as the conscious mind because it's made up of rejected urges, attitudes, and feelings that were once conscious. So, the shadow self. It is you, whether you like it or not. When you have impulses, when you have urges, when you have thoughts that for yourself you deem isn't part of who you want to be isn't a good version of yourself, sit with that. First off, when that thought pops up, don't immediately reject it and don't label it as bad. Just accept that it's there. And then ask, where's this coming from? Try to understand it more. Then ask, if I acted on this, would it actually be all that bad? One of the biggest examples for me is I'm a people pleaser. I have a hard time saying no. My shadow self wants to say no in a lot of cases. My conscious mind, when this urge to say no pops up, labels it as bad. And you can see how silly this is, right? A lot of times when somebody maybe wants to hang out or there's a party and I wanna say no to it, I will say yes because I've labeled saying no as a bad thing. And that comes from childhood. That comes from being a people pleaser. So even something simple as that. But if I allow my shadow self, if I allow what I have labeled as something evil to say no, that might actually give me strength. That might actually make me a better version of myself because now I am discerning things that bring value to me and things that don't. Right. So it can be something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be these crazy like breaking the rules you know, drugs, anything like that. It it can be things that, again, we have labeled as parts of our conscious being that we don't want as part of our personality. Saying no to somebody, right? Um, There's all kinds of things that can go in here. A lot of times there's probably sexual things that maybe we repress um, that otherwise would maybe uh, be fun, you know, as, as two consenting parties, obviously, whatever it may be. Um, There's so much here that's based off of society, based off of our upbringing, that we have repressed, that we have been told is wrong, that is now part of our character. And it's almost like the tropes, if you've seen like Disney movies or cartoons where there's like the devil and the angel on your shoulder, right? You can think of the angel as your conscious mind, your ego, do the right thing, yada, 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 yada. And the devil's like, nah, do this, do this, do this, right? Every once in a while, it might actually be beneficial for yourself to listen to the devil. Right? As long as you're not going to put yourself in harm's way, you know. Uh, skydiving. There you go. Here's one. I've gone skydiving once. Devil and angel. Angel was like, you don't have to do this. Don't do this. What would your mom think? You're not a daredevil. No, right? My subconscious, my shadow, my devil on my shoulders like, do this. This is fun. This might you know. This is who you are. You are a thrill seeker. And I haven't identified myself as a thrill seeker. I did it. It was one of the most exhilarating things I've ever done. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. And I'm so happy I did it. I'm so happy in that moment, I listened to the devil on my shoulder, right? Doing something like that. So the cool part about this is, if you only repress, if you stuff it down, you never start to have that kind of like 30,000 foot view of these, thoughts that you label as bad you if you're able to sit there with some of these evil thoughts you might start to work through them first off understand where they're coming from maybe childhood trauma or maybe just tropes and and narratives that are being pushed on you based off of either religions or societal constructs you can understand once you understand then you can integrate and go wait a minute if i make this choice my shadow wants is it actually bad or, or could this actually help me grow into a more fulfilled better version of myself wait a minute here you know and maybe not that's the thing not all aspects of the shadow self you want to act on there are plenty of things where you go okay buddy like let's let's be chill let's be tame right there's a time and place to let it out that can aid you and there's definitely still a time and place to keep it keep it down right but the biggest thing is just accepting that it's there To transcend our human experience, you have to love all aspects of yourself. And this is something that has been extremely hard for me. And this is why this stuck out so much to me. My whole life has been spent repressing things. Uh, Afraid that if I have a drink, that all of a sudden I'm going to become an alcoholic. Uh, Afraid that if I have a little bit of marijuana or something, I'm going to be a quote unquote pothead. I'm afraid that, you know, if I allow myself to enjoy sex, I'm going to become a sex addict, right? And I know where this comes from. For me, this comes from childhood. But in going so extreme with repression of those things, it has led me to not have fun, right? To not let loose, to be super rigid, to not accept aspects of myself that when I do those things are really fun and enjoyable, and i've slowly the past year couple years allowed myself to act on some of those urges more and again they're not harming me and every time i do i feel a little bit more self love i feel more enjoyment with the people around me i feel less judgmental of myself and then i feel less judgmental of others right because when you, i feel like when you get repressive and you get really like really rigid like that you almost start to get this sense of superiority, and I'm talking for myself here, obviously. Like you're better than everybody else, uh, and you're not. You're worse because you're not accepting who you fully are, and that's been me for a lot of part of my life. Thinking I'm better than other people because, you know, I say no to alcohol all the time. I say no to this, and I say no to that, and I say no to everything. And now I'm just not fun, and I'm I'm not even enjoying that myself. I act like I am, but I'm really not. I'm not accepting my shadow self, I'm not accepting the, the parts of my unconscious that are like, hey man, this could be fun for you, why don't you just enjoy it? So you know, it, the, the whole book is great, spellbound, I highly recommend it. The shadow self, if you've never heard of it, maybe do a little bit more research into it. If you're somebody like me, who historically has repressed a lot of urges and feelings and has become very rigid in their life. Sitting with those thoughts, those urges that you have labeled bad and then understanding where they're coming from and then trying to discern the ones that maybe will serve you and actually allowing yourself a little bit of acting on them and seeing what will happen could be a huge, huge step in the right direction on that path to the good life for you. And I found that for myself. Um, I've already been on this path, but reading that passage, I'm doing it even more now um you know again discerning which urges thoughts whatever might serve me and then acting on them has been nothing but positive for me right now i'm less judgmental of myself i'm more loving of myself i'm enjoying more moments uh, with myself and with loved ones around me so it's been a beautiful thing for me um and it's been great and so if you're interested pick up the book spellbound Otherwise, uh, maybe do some more research on the shadow self or just sit with some of that stuff. Think about it. Again, we'll be back here on Wednesday for midweek meditation, kind of allowing ourselves maybe to think about some of these urges, these thoughts that we label as bad. Sit with them. Ask ourselves, where are they coming from? Are they really all that bad? Some of them will be. Some of them won't be. And maybe those are the ones that we can work to help you act on. In the future, a little bit, or at least start to break down our judgments of and uh, just again get a better sense of who we are fully our conscious mind, our unconscious mind, and help you start to love yourself more and stop judging yourself as much. Hope you guys have a great week. See you back here on Wednesday. Uh, see you, everybody.